Okay, we're on. Hi, Catherine. Hey, Helen. Thank you for coming. You're welcome. Um, it's Helen Hebert, and I'm recording a podcast with Catherine Nash in Tucson, Arizona. What day is it? It's February 13th. It's almost Valentine's Day, yeah. 2016. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day. And um, Catherine, I just wanted to ask you a few questions. Um, how did you get interested in paper? You know, it, it, it was one of those accidental things. My whole art career to that point, I started in 1982, okay. and I think I was 24. Mm -hmm. And um, up to that point in my art career, I, my BFA is in printmaking and drawing, and I painted on paper, printed on paper, drew on paper. I am not a canvas person. Mm -hmm. And to put myself through school, I worked with plants. Okay. You know, I was working in greenhouses and right. nurseries and designing gardens. And I was the buyer for a nursery in Flagstaff, Arizona. And someone said, you know, you really should take this paper course that's being offered at Northern Arizona University. And I, I did, and it was mind-boggling. Uh -huh. I mean, I have tried to find the woman. If she knew what she started in me, I've actually done the research, and I cannot find this woman. I will do further, just to thank her for starting me. Right. Her name so she's is Connie Mullinow. Connie Mullineau, mm -hmm. or Mullineau, and she's a fiber artist. She okay. was not a paper maker. I mean, we did it in wheelbarrows. We used, you know, it was the, the standard do-it-in-your-kitchen technique. Yeah, right. But I was totally hooked. Right. I've never stopped since then. So, it's been a while. Yeah, and so after that... You, well, you, you know, didn't teach I, yourself or you know, I did. I um I did keep teaching myself. I I had already had a dream of going to Japan. Uh, I wanted to study woodblock printing there. And as I tried and tried to find the funding and something that would fit my goals, um, I realized, you know, that you know, fantastic that that I could study paper making at the same time. So I didn't get the grants, but I started graduate school here in Tucson at the University of Arizona, and they had a very rudimentary studio, but there was a valley beater, and um, no one was teaching it, but we, we were allowed to do whatever we wanted. So I kind of taught myself on a valley beater. Um, I mean, I did have a little instruction, but I, I basically taught myself. Wow. Did you... I mean, someone knew how to run the beater, and well, they switched it on. <laughs> they put some stuff in, and then they plopped a, a piece of paper down, and I, and I thought, oh no, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. But yeah. the truth is, is that it did give me total freedom, right? And the art department allowed me to use my take credits for my graduate program in Japan. Okay. So I I got invited um, by uh, Kira Kurosaki at the Kyoto Seika okay. Daigaku. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's a woodblock printer, but he was also in instigating a paper making program at that that uni art university in Kyoto. Uh huh. So I lived there for four months. Right. And I also collaborated with the Shimura during that trip. Okay. I went to that. He had some kind of mini paper conference uh -huh. at which I met like Anna Vilspol, um, Donna Koretsky, Marilyn Wold. It was this fantastic group of people. I didn't even know there was a paper world. Okay. It was just kind you of had to go to Japan to I find know, it. I did. Yeah. And then I became an IATMA member right then. Right. You know, so. Okay. It was wonderful. And I went back and, and collaborated with Asao on a, a 
a collaborative artist book. So I lived with a Saladist paper thatched house for over a month doing that book. And where was, what country? That, that was, was in Japan. Japan. That was Japan before then. he moved to the Philippines. Okay. Okay. It was interesting. And we, yeah. it was amazing actually. So, so we did an edition of 40 uh -huh, books. Uh -huh. Okay. So you do many, you wear a few different hats. <laughs> you're an educator, yeah. you're an artist, any other hats I don't know about? Well, you know, I'm a self-employed ar educator, artist mm -hmm. educator, mm -hmm. and so to make it work, mm -hmm. I have worn a couple different hats. I mean, I basically teach. I love to teach. Mm -hmm. I mean, I learn so much myself, and it's just a wonderful exchange, and I'm lucky in that way, you know. But um, So I teach nationally and uh, internationally, mm -hmm. um, and I have many years taught, you know, here in Tucson as well. Um, I, I've been uh, an artist-in-resident for the Arizona Commission on the Arts for 24 years. Um, I also have an antique clothing business, and that's actually really funded us, because uh -huh. uh, my husband's an artist too. So, um, But I, I sell period wardrobe to film and TV productions. Okay, and so are you, is that... Um, you have a collection, but you're always getting new yes. things as yeah, well. Yeah, I sell it. I don't yeah. rent it. And okay, so, so you're buying and selling. Yeah, I'm buying uh -huh. and selling and restoring. But cool. major movies, major TV production. Right. Yeah, from the I, I go from 1860s, Civil War, till the eight, 1980s, which is kind of freaky. Oh, but wow. I know. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I wore those things in graduate school. <laughs> I just sold some things from my closet. Cool. I know, it's like, okay, I am getting older. Mellowing with age. Right. So. Um, tell me a little about your artwork, using paper specifically, but you can tell me a little more. I know you work multimedia, and I was reading on your website about, I think, I feel this too, you know, as we get older, we look back, and you're talking about the spiral. Yes. And I love it's that. It's true. It's true. We revisit the same ideas but in different ways. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I realized that as I thought I was creating this incredible brand new body of work and I asked an old friend, you know, what do you think? And he goes, well, it looks kind of like what you did in the, you uh -huh. know. <laughs> and I was like, no. Uh -huh. But I realized that's, that's fine because yeah. we're, we're ideally as a visual artist, you are expressing an a, a concept, an idea, a mystery, a you know concerns, whether it's environmental, whether it's poetic, you right. know whatever it is, it's at the core of your being. Sure. So it, it is bound to come out in a spiral fashion, mm -hmm. you know, as we go through the years. Now you asked specifically about paper, and I have found it to be so incredibly versatile. Right. I can work really large. And it's a very lightweight. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for many years, and still, I'm working on one right now, um, I did huge uh, environmental installations. And I used theatrical lighting. I used natural elements, putting, like, pine needles on the floor or leaves on the floor. And um, used vacuum cast paper. Um, I've cast a la Winifred Lutz, which is one of my favorite mm -hmm. techniques mm -hmm. to use. They're very translucent you know, with Japanese fiber. Right. Right. Um, I make artist books. I mean, right. I, you know, my master's is in mixed media. I really didn't want to limit myself. But, you know, 
I'll tell you, a consistent part of the spiral is paper. I just can't work without it. I love encaustic, but I'm a book paper focus. You know, right. I do encaustic, but that's not the answer for me uh, exclusively. And I love encaustic work, but um, you know, it's got to be in tandem with paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But lately, I haven't even been doing that. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's gone back to more pure. Uh huh. So. so I'm curious about your paper making process. Mm-hmm. Um, like, do you make a bunch of sheets and then use them later? Do you make sheets for a particular project or idea? Can you talk a little bit about? Yeah, as far as uh, sheet forming, um, like I have a stack over there, I will do a session. Mm-hmm. I will cook up a bunch of, of um, different plants and just put out a number of vats and just make, make, make. Not mm-hmm. really with any intention. Okay. Um, so that I have a stash. Right. So that when I go to make an artist book, I really have the paper already. I mean, I have so much paper made. Right. That, but you know, if I'm doing a a sculpture, you mm-hmm. know, or an installation, I start with from the idea. Uh huh. You know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, so kind of both. Huh. Yeah, depends on the work, really. And are there any favorite techniques that you have? Well, you know, I I thought it would be pulp spring, and I got myself set up for that, but it. You know, I and I've done a number of works with pulp spring, large, large pieces. Um, one of which was at the De Cordova Museum and Sculpture Park. It was uh-huh. a big installation as part of an art and healing show in like oh in the 90s sometime. But really, my go-to absolute favorite love is the casting of bark fibers into cloth, Mm -hmm. a la Winifred Uh Love, like I mentioned. I've never met her, but um, I took a course um, that had, that was at the Women's Studio Workshop in like the early 90s, Uh um, that was taught by Krista Spieler, it was supposed to be taught by Amanda Degener, but they were were colleagues at the time, so Krista came and taught it for her, and I just never have stopped. So actually... That is something that I would say that is very consistent. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I also adore high shrinkage. I just, I love the magic, as you know so well. Yeah. The queen <laughs> of high shrinkage, really. It's it's so, um, <laughs> it does what it wants to. I mean, unless your name is Peter Gentinar and you control everything. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. I visited he and his wife, um, Pat, in oh. their studio two years ago, and was watching Peter make those things for Abu Dhabi. Uh-huh. At the same time upstairs, Pat was doing her pulp painting. But he somehow really, he knows it so well, he controls it. So He knows what's going to happen, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, he. Yeah. I think it's, it's a dance that he's developed, but mine is more, um, well, it just depends on the work. Right. What I let it do. Right. Right. So it's interesting thinking about... Uh, teaching and passing on. You said you learned the technique from Krista Spieler who worked with Amanda Dagener and I actually took a course with Amanda Dagener probably in the late 90s and learned that mm-hmm. technique too of Winifred Lutz's. Yes. And Winifred I guess taught at Yale and Tyler and you know so there are these there's a heritage. Uh, there is definitely a heritage and um 
Yeah, I find that interesting. So I want to go into your teaching. and um, well, I do want to also say I took the two-week course at Carriage House in Oh, okay. Either the late 80s or early 90s. That was also that was really my Western training. Okay. So, and then the teaching also gave me opportunities. You know where I was happened to be. Right. So I'm sorry. What was your question? That you oh, just wanted to hear you talk a little bit about your teaching. So, um, what kinds of workshops you've taught and where and well, with paper? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, you know, the paper, I, I'm i amazed how paper has been a ticket around the world for me. Mm -hmm. It just literally has. And it's because I have met such incredible people. So I went back to Japan in 1995 to clarify some issues I was having. I was so isolated here in right. Tucson. There were no other paper makers that, who were working in the same fashion I was anyway. And... Um, I was struggling a little bit with Nagashizuki and I wanted to learn it. So there happened to be an IAPMA conference in 95. Okay. And I took that, which is super, 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 and went to a post-conference workshop in Shikoku Island at Awakami Factory okay. and worked um, uh, there and had my questions answered, which oh, was wonderful. absolutely stupendous. My that mate was Alejandro Geiler. Uh huh. Um, who is down in Buenos Aires, okay. Argentina? We're still in touch, and um, so. But what happened there was that I met two Norwegians who invited me to come teach mm. in Oslo. Um, Allison Leggett invited me to come teach at her home in Oslo the next summer, and it just kind of snowballed. Right. You know, right. I've taught in eight European countries, and yeah. just. Anywhere from like someone's garage to a university right. to you know someone's big barn. I mean, uh -huh. like I'm a camper, luckily, so you yeah. know I can put up with a lot. In fact, I, I kind of like it that way. So cool. Yeah, cool. it's just been wonderful. Yeah, and then you've done several videos about paper making. That's how great. did how did you come up with that idea? And tell us a little about those. Well. My work with video started in grad school, and I realized that to document these huge installations, slides weren't cutting it. Mm -hmm. People didn't understand what they were seeing in a still photo. Right. Because it's a 360, you know, there's also sure. sound and smell, which was impossible to get, but the sound and, you know, the subtleties of the paper, you just couldn't get across. So I learned video editing. Okay. And uh, my husband, whom I met much later, was also a video photography man and we decided that you know why don't we kind of put it together you know I was teaching so much across the, this country as well and um, there wasn't anything out there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at the time right. I mean there were a few things there were a few things um, but I just thought you know the, my first thing was to use, utilize all my <laughs> decades of work in the schools Sure. to make a classroom papermaking video. Right. And then I realized, well, there also was a, a need just for the artist in mm -hmm. their own studio, the mm -hmm. adult artist in their studio. So papermaking workshop came afterwards. Okay. So so what are the names of the two? Uh, classroom papermaking, okay. uh, volume one and two. And really, volume two especially is really good for any adult, you mm -hmm. know, because it shows casting in pulp, into plaster, it how to make a plaster cast, a three-part mold. You know, it's kind of more involved. Um, 
who knows if any high school teacher ever did those <laughs> things. But, you know, I thought, well, let's just put it out there. Yeah. And then the papermaking workshop, um, you know, one and two covers a lot of ground, too. From okay. the from the plant to the dry sheet and from beginning to advanced, uh -huh. relatively speaking. Right. Maybe intermediate, advanced intermediate. Yeah, <laughs> so that's great. Yeah, that's great. Um, and I have to say, right now, I'm yeah. an admirer of your publications. <laughs> Thank you. Thank no, you. really, truly. Well, it goes both ways. <laughs> uh, I just want to talk a little bit about. You mentioned there wasn't anyone doing paper like you here in Arizona, but sort of, yeah. Who else is around here? Well, you know, there was, when I was in grad school, someone said, you have to meet Barbara Kennedy. Uh -huh. And she had actually studied with Chuck Hilger and had a Chuck Hilger vacuum casting machine, okay. which I've inherited from her. She was 45 years older than I, and there was no age difference. Uh -huh. It was like, wow. you know, amazing. So she did a lot of color work. Uh -huh. She had also studied with Joseph Albers back in Connecticut, oh. or his student, I can't remember, but she had his original, so she was truly a colorist. Right. And she passed, actually while I was teaching uh, at Columbia College, she passed in like 98 or something at the age of 85. Mm. Okay. So uh, I remember distinctly where I was, right, you right. know, it's funny. Oh, you get the but name. she and I were very much, you know, I was so psyched to have her, but she wasn't really doing Japanese style, like I was, you know, stressing right. at the time. Right. But we did feed off of each other. You know, we taught each other. So it was a wonderful relationship. Right. And what about the... Well, paperwork is still a, here. Right. Paperwork is an excellent But that wasn't here until much later. Right. And is there still a beater at the university? or? You know, <laughs> unfortunately it's in storage. But right. Uh, there was a, a fiber artist teaching who went on sabbatical there. And Karen Stoliker came for a semester. Okay. And she set up the most gorgeous studio, and they completely, not, you know, I shouldn't say these things <laughs> on a podcast, but well. let's just say it's back in storage. And, you know, what they decided was to, to focus more on photography, which is totally valid, you know, instead of paper making. So the printmaking department went towards photography. Yeah, it kind of depends who's on faculty and what their interest is, right? Um, I know this happens all over the country. And so um, what about John Rousseau's in Arizona, but he's recently retired. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I really should have gone to ASU for graduate uh, school. But it was just, you know, the relationship at the time. There was a beater here. Right. I was in a, a relationship, and this was his best department in the country so we, we and we love Tucson I mean yeah. I'm still here yeah I love it but I have to say that one time I was creating an installation and it was nine o'clock at night and I was doing over high shrinkage flax I almost said overbeaten which we used to say <laughs> at the time I, I think we did say overbeaten but um you know the the Hollander stopped and I was like oh no so I called John up on the phone and he <laughs> left the key under Maybe I shouldn't say this either. Sorry, John. <laughs> he left the key under the mat and told me where to go, and I took all the buckets of pulp up to ASU oh and finished beating home my flax and finished uh, the work on time. Wow. Thank you, John. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Anything else in Arizona? Well, yeah, there's a lot in Phoenix. There's in Phoenix. a lot of yeah. great book artists and, and um, um, 
you know, paper makers. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we kind of feel a million miles away. Right. We're, we're almost two hours yeah, away. Yeah, it's far. So, right. and, you know, it's a different, it's a different client. Um, different planet. Different planet. <laughs> Um, and since you teach, this will be my last question. Um, I'm just curious about how you see the future of our craft, or if you have any students that have like gone on to do oh, continuous I do. paper. And it's so exciting. You know, I'm I'm a an avid. I'm not always able to go to Friends of Dark Hunter meeting mm-hmm. just because you know we're self-employed. Yeah. I can't afford right. to. But I'm definitely going to Santa Fe in October. It's too close not to just get in a car and drive. But, um, you know, I am so excited to see so many young people. Isn't that awful? I don't feel (laughs) old, but maybe I am. You know, 57, that's getting a little up there. That is scary, Helen. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm 50. Yeah. But um, it's just absolutely fantastic. I mean, there were no MFA programs. Right. I mean, I had to go to Japan. Right. But, you know, I, if I have to name one person, it's Rada Pandi. Uh-huh. I taught a three-week workshop in Japanese papermaking in Haystack in 2005. And uh-huh. Rada, that was like one of her first times away from India, came wow. to take the three weeks. Okay. And if you want to talk about someone who's taken it and run with it, no it's Rada Pandi. Yeah, she's gone to the University of Iowa to get an MFA. That's right. She's, she's finished still. it. Mm-hmm. She's worked as a you know artist uh, helper at um, Cave Paper mm-hmm. in Minneapolis mm-hmm. at Women's Studio Workshop, and now she's working at um, the Morgan right. in Cleveland. Right. And we're just embarking on a collaborative piece together for the next portfolio. Oh, awesome! Rada and oh, I. Oh, yeah. The you know, it's the intergenerational. <laughs> so, and they said, well, you know. It really can't be a student-teacher relationship. I said, oh, no. It's one of those situations where the student has far surpassed the teacher, and we just laugh and laugh. So I'm, I'm going to Cleveland in uh, June, and we're going to create our, our oh, awesome. edition there, and I'm sure we're going to have a blast. It's going to be so much fun. Right. right. It's heartening. It's it heartening. Is. It is. Yeah. You know, it's, it doesn't feel like it's, you know, on the way out. It feels right. like it's got breathed new life into yeah. it through yeah through this. It's wonderful. Cool. Yeah. And so what are you working on now? Well, I'm doing another installation, which I haven't done in a long time. I've been dealing with elder care, which is, as mm-hmm. anybody in my age knows, it's it's a lot yes, to do. Absolutely. So I, we're looking at the elements of, of my installation, which is basically I'm creating the, the laboratory of an artist astronomer during the time period. We don't know, but it's kind of like the Renaissance. Uh-huh. Before spirituality and science were severed. Okay. So, you know, I've got all these elements. I'm doing a lot of artist books. There, it's like weird sculptures. Like, mm-hmm. who knows? I finished, that's my series of paintings over there. Okay. Uh, that I completed at the studio of Morris Graves last May. Uh, it's not my own paper. I bought it um, uh-huh. from International Paper Connection. And uh, based in uh, Providence, right? Yep. So mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's Japanese fine Japanese paper, Ooh. but it was a huge roll, right? And I painted on those during right. the three weeks there. So those are like the backdrop. Uh huh. You know? And do so you have a venue, or are you just making it? The right? venue kind of dropped out of sight. It was supposed to be this past November, okay. and um, but I've just applied, and we don't know, but I just applied for the Mesa Contemporary Museum of Art. Oh, nice! A solo show there, okay. so. 
you'll, by the time this gets on, I'll either know or not. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just going to keep going. Oh, yeah. Because I figure the right place will come. Yeah. Usually um, I know where it's going to go ahead of time. But right. It's all through, so I'm still going right. for it. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you so thank much. Thank you. It's, it's been so great, great to have talking you. to you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I hope it recorded. <laughs>